evening. Okay, well, after all of this beautiful music and these beautiful songs and the words that really spoke beautifully to my heart, um, it's amazing. I don't feel like even giving my testimony from my paper here that I typed. I've been working on it for like, what, really a long time, even, it's really been, I don't know, four, four months, I don't know. Just tried to fix it and, anyway, I'm just so happy, sisters and brothers, to be with you here tonight because um, it's not for me and it's not for anybody here. It's for the Lord. It's, we're here because we're here because we've been, we want to glorify the Lord. Sorry, my English is a little bit here and there, but anyway, um, the words the words here today were really really beautiful. I know that all of you here come to worship the Lord. We're all broken. All of us are broken. All of us are really, really dead inside. We all need the Lord. Not just me. Not just like my sister here, Griselda, or anyone. Like, anyone on the street needs the Lord. We can't live without the Lord. Our lives are nothing without the Lord. I'm talking about myself. Yes, my life was nothing without the Lord. Nothing. Well... I guess the plan here that we could just, I want to give my testimony, just read it. Um, and then if you guys have any questions, and then maybe we'll just talk. I just feel like preaching, but maybe it's just better to start with my testimony. How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, it says here, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say good evening, sisters and brothers in Christ. All of you, we're the body of Christ. I am so honored to be here tonight. With you all. And um, I was actually asked to share my testimony, but um, I'm going to share more than that. Um, okay. Well, I came to the Lord through, through many struggles that I never thought would really happen to me. Um, my name is Sally Muhammad, and I'm 20 years old and a single mother of two kids. I was born to a Muslim family, and I attended a Muslim school in Jordan. And uh, as a little girl, I didn't feel love. I didn't even know what it meant. I saw a lot of anger, and I grew up with a lot of fear. Peace and love did not exist in my home. <sighs> okay. I saw a lot of violence, physical, verbal, and emotional abuse. But do misunderstand me here, because my family would not bad people. My mom and dad would not bad people. They were just, um, came as a similar upbringing that I came up through. As I tell my story here, you may relate to some of the things that I'm going to say here tonight. You've all been broken. And you've all been through so many difficulties. Not just me. My parents arranged for my marriage at the age of 14 to my first cousin. This is a very common practice in, the, in, in Jordan and among the Muslim community to marry within the, first, uh, within the family at a very young ages. Um, actually, I was fearful and excited at the same time. Believe it or not, as all of you, 
I thought he would finally find the love that he was searching for. I was always looking for love. I didn't find it with my mom and dad. I didn't find it outside my family. People that he loved and he got attached to, all of a the sudden they left. All of a the sudden they just leave. I don't know what they would go, but I'm like, I need you. You're the one that I got attached to. You're the one that I love. Where are you going? But they left. They never stayed with me. I always got broken. Always. I'm the oldest of five children in my family. Actually, I thought that that became more important to my mom and dad, that just cleaning and, you know, just do things and obey rules. And I had to do it without questioning. I was always stressed and anxious to do the right thing so I wouldn't get beaten up or yelled at. As I grew up as a little girl, I couldn't associate with cats. I couldn't, with boys. I couldn't talk to boys. I always felt shameful and I always felt dirty. It's not because of me. It's because of my Muslim beliefs. It's because of my family. Oh, you can't play with this boy. You can't do this. You can't do that. So my family said that I had to, to remain pure until the day I get married. And so I did. At the age of 15, I got engaged. At the age of 16, I got married. To my, and my former husband was 13 years older than me. He was married to an American girl. And then when he became a citizen, an American citizen, he divorced her and wanted to marry a Muslim girl. Which sadly a lot of Muslim men do. So shortly after my marriage, I came to America with my former husband. I was excited to learn as much as I could, so my former husband agreed for me to go to high school. While I was in high school, I got pregnant with our first child. Um, that was a that was a very difficult thing for me because I was a wife, a student, and soon-to-be mom. But I was talked about in high school not because I was pregnant, but because I was married, which seemed very strange to me. Because of my culture, marriage is very sacred and comes before sexual relationships. But what I saw in high school was totally the opposite. It was totally the opposite of my beliefs, and still is. At 17, shortly after my daughter was born, I experienced more verbal and physical abuse from my former husband and his mother, my aunt. Throughout my marriage, it was common for me to be verbally and physically and emotionally abused. All of these feelings reminded me of anger and fear I grew up with. <sighs> One night I was beaten up so badly by my mother-in-law and my former husband that I thought I would die. I managed to call the police, and I became a domestic violence victim. And my life was about to change forever. That night was one of the worst nights in my life. I never thought my husband would hurt me like he did. I was very confused and afraid. I wanted to still be married and have my dreams fulfilled. But I didn't want any more abuse. I started going to church with a Christian friend of mine. 
I remember in high school, a teacher telling me about Jesus, but all I could think of of how all Christians were all infidels because not because they made Jesus the Son of God and a God. That was totally wrong of what I was taught because Allah and Muhammad, his only prophet, Allah was the only God. All I learned that Jesus was a prophet, and um, I couldn't believe it. I was always confused. I just couldn't believe it. But I continued going to the church because I wanted to hear about Jesus. I felt peace that I couldn't understand. Okay, this is the hardest part here. I didn't know how am I going to tell you this next part of my life, this difficulty that I had to face in my life. Um, but you know what? The Lord told me to tell you the truth. Okay, just a few months before my divorce was finalized, my ex-husband right now, which was my husband at that time, he dishonored me. And a few months later, I found out I was pregnant. That was one of the worst nights in my life. I just wanted to die. I just wanted to die. I couldn't have another baby. I just couldn't. I was already struggling. How am I going to have another child to bring more problems to my life? I just couldn't. Um, that's how Muslims actually control women. That's all they want. They're just selfish. They just want to control women. Women are nothing. Women are nothing to Muslims. But you know what? Praise the Lord. The Lord, loved, the Lord loves everyone. Old, young, women and men and children. Isn't that amazing? Praise the Lord. Anyway, I felt very uncomfortable in the Christian church and I avoided saying the name of Jesus. And at the same time, I would ask Allah for forgiveness for the blood of Jesus praying, prayed over me. I know. <laughs> but I couldn't believe in him. I just couldn't because of my beliefs. In the months ahead, I battled with my feelings. What was the right thing to do? I just wasn't sure. One night during worshiping the Lord, I heard a song that said, Do you want to be happy? Sing with me. Know that Jesus died to set you free. Do you want to have the victory in this world? Give your heart to Christ, the saving Lord, and that's to all of you here. To all of you who doesn't know the Lord. And to all of you who wants to even get closer and closer to God like me. All of us are needy here. And I needed that song. I was grieving to hear that song. I felt peace. I felt my heart changing that night. I felt so different that night. I want to mention that I've talked to several imams. And they all had the same answer, which was go back to your husband and stay with him no matter what. And for those, for those of you who don't know what an imam is, he's a religious leader at the Muslim mosque. They all showed me no mercy, no support, only anger. And they all wanted to try to have me leave the Christian church. 
I asked Jesus for a sign to let me know if he was real. I was praying. And he was asking him, is that true? Is that right? Do you want me to do this or not? Show me a sign. My prayer was answered, praise the Lord. When one of the imams threatened me with verbal and physical abuse. Can you imagine? But I said, no more. No more. I realized that was a sign from Jesus to let me know that he was real. And he's going to show me what I'm going to do. That same night, I called my mom and dad. And I told them I'm going to become Christian. I'm going to accept Jesus in my heart. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. They went crazy. They couldn't believe it. They thought I'm playing games. They're like, no way. You're not going to leave your religion. I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I never experienced love from Islam. Only shame. Only anger. Why? I'm a human being. God made me. Why would he make me? If he doesn't want me to be in, in, in with him. I'm like, no use in here. Can you imagine that yourself just sitting there, you feel like you have no use? I was only broken. Always broken. I'm not going to feel anymore any shame. I'm not going to feel anger. I'm not going to be in a place that I'm going to be abused. I said no more. No more. I accepted Jesus a week before I had my son. A week before I had my son. My son was the gift from God that he never accepted. Gosh, now I can't say expected of my life. I can't imagine my life without him or my daughter. I didn't want to have my son. I didn't want to have him. Maybe a couple of my friends here, they know what happened. I don't know, maybe the Lord wants me to share right now. I wanted to abort my baby after I found out I was pregnant. I'm not sure if some of you gone through this kind of situation, but I wanted to abort my baby. My baby is nine months now, and um, he's the most beautiful baby ever. And my daughter, she's beautiful too. She's going to be three. I wanted to abort him. I went to the clinic. I was sick that night. I was fighting with my dad. I was fighting with my feelings. I didn't know what am I going to do. Something's telling me keep the baby. The church is yelling at me and telling me keep the baby. I wasn't even Christian. I was asking for the church decision. Oh, what should I do? No. You're killing a life. You are killing a life, Sally. No. Islam never taught me that. It's okay. Islam says it's okay. That's what Islam says. That's okay. You can kill that. Baby, he's not a baby yet. Oh, okay. Okay, Dad, I went to the clinic the next day after I had that fight with my dad. And um, I just didn't know what am I going to do. I was praying. I guess somehow I was, I was praying to Jesus. I didn't really know him, but I think I did. I went to the clinic. These people were preaching all around the clinic. 
and they're holding these scary-looking brochures. That wasn't part of my testimony. I'm just sharing that, okay? And um, I saw a lot of scary things of babies being burned or looking weird babies, and I got so scared. I didn't want to have that baby to be burned. I see a beautiful lady there. She's having a baby in her stomach. I don't think you would imagine throwing your baby to be burned. Not, right? You can't. Your husband won't let you. (laughs) Well, I guess my ex-husband didn't care. My mom didn't even know that I was pregnant. Because I was scared. I thought that's going to be a shame. Maybe it was going to be. My husband just dishonored me. He didn't care. But you know what? They kept that baby. I went to the clinic. I fainted. I felt something inside of me talking to me, telling me, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't. I love the clinic. Actually, something funny has happened. They told me they're going to call me on a Friday and um, to reschedule. I don't know what I'm sharing that, but I just want to tell you how the Lord works things. Like, the Lord is amazing. It's not for you to just love, but just think about it, how the Lord works things. I don't know why I'm sharing that. I have no idea why. But I know it's the Lord. They told me they wanted to reschedule it. That Friday was nobody in that office. Nobody got me the message. The Lord, I don't know, nobody was there. So the Lord worked it out. I didn't get the message. I didn't reschedule the appointment. The baby stayed in my stomach. And now I have my beautiful baby, Aaron. Iman. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters in Christ, my life was and still like seasons. Some days are sunny. Some days are cloudy. Some others are rainy and even very stormy. But with Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, He continues to show me how to overcome my struggles, no matter what the struggles are. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, God says, Love holds no anger. Love is kind and keeps no reckons of any wrong. Love, God says, does not delight in evil, yet evil was always around me. Did you grow up with anger and fear? Did any of you did? I guarantee that all of you did. All of you did, just like me. The Bible says he first loved us, but I didn't know what that meant. I could not relate to it. My mind did not understand as I was fighting with my own demons of my own culture and religion. Imagine that. It's not you. It's the demons around you, the devil, the evil spirits, your religion, your culture, your family, all that is trying to keep you and hold you away from Jesus. Why? Why would, they, why would we let these things stop us from going forward to Jesus? Go and reach out to Him. Let Him touch you. I was taught in Islam that you're God's slaves. 
And love was never talked about. Never. But God was merciful and helped me. I came to the Lord through the service and the love spoken in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 13, through people who are called Christians. And they are Christians, and they're beautiful Christians. Actually, I learned that there was many definitions for Christians. <laughs> there is a lot of Christians. But you don't know who is the real Christian. You don't know who is that real Christian until you go to deep, deep, deep in their heart and see Jesus living inside of them, the Spirit living in them. That's what you want. Those are the people you want to be with. The people who are living God, Spirit living with God, you feel just, the Spirit is flowing and flowing, flowing. That's what you want. The Christians who really pierced my heart, who are the Christians who really reflected God's love, only God's love, that's what brings us to the Lord, His love. His love and His mercy to us. The Holy Scripture says, Love bears and endures all things. And now I know by God's love that it could overcome anything. Anything. I cried out to the Lord in desperation and prayed, Please, Lord, be real to me. Show me who you are. Speak to me in my heart. I want to know what I'm going to do. I'm lost. I'm just totally lost. Islam, family, kids, problems, ex-husband. What am I going to do? People, I'm 20 years old. I've been suffering for two years. And who knows, for it's been a little longer. Let's not go there. I don't want to go there. But I know that all of you are suffering. Just open your heart to the Lord. Just open your heart. Let the Lord speak to you. All of you here need the Lord. You cannot go out there without the Lord. You can be nothing. You're just going to be one like these people. Just the flesh without the spirit. We're nothing in the flesh. We are nothing. You don't want to live like flesh. Look at these people out there. Do you want to be like them? No. I want to be different. I accepted the Lord and He spoke to me in my heart. And that was the beautiful thing that has happened to me. I would not be here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ, without His love, His guidance, and the support that has given to me by my church family and others in the Lord. Love protects. Love is good. Love is forgiving. Love delights in the truth and is unconditional. The last verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says these three remains. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Is love. Love will remain with us in eternity. 
And how awesome is that? Isn't that awesome? Iman. Ladies and gentlemen, I keep saying that. My brothers and sisters in Christ. My story begins with anger and abuse. But God's healing love upon me and has been poured over me. And, my to- and today, my story is a love story. God himself has died for me. And that is the greatest love that anyone has given me. Philippians 1.6 says, I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in me will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. He is perfecting me. He has become my friend. He's my helper. He's my husband and provider. He's my Lord, my God, my Savior. Amen. Amen. He answers when I call upon him. He's faithful. And he would never forsake me. Amen. Amen to Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever I just said, most of it was not here. <laughs> but um, that was the Lord. That was the Lord. That's his spirit. Live his spirit. Live, live his love. Feel it. Sense it. I still want more from the Lord. You know what I want? I don't want money. I don't want houses. I don't want anything. I want my family to be saved. My family disowned me, ladies and gentlemen. They disowned me. They don't want me anymore. They think I'm ashamed now for for them. Do you think I'm ashamed for anyone? I don't think so. I'm just a human being like them, like you. But what's important is not the flesh. It's the spirit. All of you are broken inside. And a lot of you are needy. Not a lot of you. All of you. Me too. Let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord speak to your heart. Pray. You all need him. He spoke to me. I've gone through many struggles. I never thought I would come to the Lord. Oh, I had a God. I have that prophet Muhammad. I had them. I didn't need anything. That's what I thought. But you know what? A beautiful sister told me today. Everyone will fail me. The flesh people will fail me, but not Jesus. Jesus has not failed me. He did not. He worked everything to his glory in my life. I never thought I would come to Jesus. I couldn't believe in him. I didn't want to believe in him. It's not that I didn't really. It was my, my beliefs. The way I grew up. The way I was taught. I look at it back. I don't know. It's all the devil. It's all the devil. I just can't believe that I came from there. You know what? Maybe I would say something beautiful now to just cheer you up and have you just all really glorify the Lord. I'm re- I'm, maybe you could even pray with me. Um, I spoke yesterday to my mom and my sisters. Um, I'm the oldest of five, with me six. Um, four sisters and one brother, my mom and dad. 
My mom, she calls herself religious. She she loves God, Allah, and uh, she loves Muhammad, and she covers up and she wears all these things. So she was very upset with my brother. My brother told me yesterday he wanted to become a Christian. He asked me for the Bible. He asked me for the Bible. Isn't that awesome? Praise the Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus is awesome. I was praying through the whole month of Ramadan. You know what? I know he's angry. But you know what? At least he said it. Even if he didn't mean it. At least he said it. I'm going to try to send him the Bible. If I can't send him the Bible, I'm going to try to find people in Jordan to go and give him the Bible. I want people to teach him about Jesus. I'm so happy. Praise you, Jesus. I, I just could not imagine that brother... You know what? This is the first time he would speak to me on the phone. He wasn't so upset or angry or yelling at me or saying whatever weird words. But praise the Lord. And I want him to know Jesus. And I want Jesus to know him. And I want the Holy Spirit to live in my brother. And I want him to be a person like me. And I want him to be my brother, my real brother in the Spirit. In Jesus Christ. Like all of you here. Amen. Amen. I love you all. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored to be here. And I just pray that the Lord will open all of your hearts. And especially the people that the Lord... Didn't go through their heart really yet. But you know what? It's okay. If it's not tonight, it's tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, it's the day after tomorrow. You heard it? It's in your head? It's going to go through to your heart. It's going to go to your heart. These people who did not receive Jesus in their heart yet, they're going to. I know. I know that. I guarantee you. And you're going to be glorifying Jesus. Like I did tonight. You're going to say, this person glorified Jesus and I'm going to. I'm going to be her sister in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's not about just going to church and just show off. It's not about that. It's not what I address. It's not what people hear me saying. It's about what I confess in my tongue. And what I have in my heart. And all I should have is Jesus Christ. People. Do not get attached to the flesh. I was one of these people who was attached to the flesh. Praise the Lord. Now I remember. I was so attached to my husband. I was just telling you that story that these people just went away. I got married at a very young age as you heard. And I thought finally I found the love. Finally I found the peace I was looking for. Finally there is no anger. Well there was some anger. That's not a lie. Okay. There was a lot of anger every once in a while. You know, it was the devil. But you know what? I was living with the devil. I was learning and saying what the, lo- what the devil wanted me to say. I was controlled by the devil. Anything doesn't come from Jesus, and anything is, that is not, doesn't glorify Jesus Christ, is from the devil. Okay? You need to know that. But here's the thing. I was so attached to my ex-husband. I was so attached to people around me. I was so attached. I thought I'm going to die. I, was, I thought I'm going to die when my ex-husband left me. I thought I would either go to the hospital. I was just telling results on the way. I thought I would either go to the hospital to sick crazy people, hospital that are mentally crazy, or I thought I'm going to die. 
And I would either quit myself. And when my ex-husband would call me after a while, after I became a domestic violent victim because of him and his mother, my aunt, I thought I'm going to kill myself. But he had a, such a beautiful daughter that I couldn't leave her to him because he destroyed my life. And that's what I thought. But you know what? No. He did not destroy my life. No, sisters and brothers. I'm here tonight. The Lord planned it. The Lord was planning for that, for me to be here tonight. Yes, I've gone through all these difficulties. Yes, 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 I did. But you know what? He wanted me to be here tonight. And that's why I'm here, to glorify His name. And for all of you to glorify Jesus' name tonight with me. Hallelujah, rejoice in the Lord. Do not get attached to the flesh. No. You know what? Your husband is not going to, to make you happy. He's not going to give you the love. Your sister, your mother, your daughter, none of these people are going to make you happy. Nobody. Just Jesus Christ. Just Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm now giving all my problems. I'm still going through a lot. I just give it to Jesus. I just give it to Jesus. I think I'm going to solve everything. I'm, I'm that kind of person who is very demanding. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and preach for that. I'm going to go do this and that. No. No, Sally. Stop. Because you're not going to do that. Without Jesus, you're not going to. You're going to fall on your head and get an owie like Mimi says, my daughter. You're going to get an owie. Okay? Without Jesus, you're nothing, people. I was talking to a friend. I'm like, ooh, you're awesome. She's like, yeah, actually, yeah, I think because of Jesus. I'm like, yeah, that's true. She's like, Sally, without Jesus, I'm going to be nothing. I'm going to be useless. I'm not going to be your friend. Because as people, my husband didn't want to be my husband. He doesn't want to be my husband. Because he doesn't have Jesus. He doesn't have Jesus. But here's what I'm telling you. Do not get attached to the flesh. Live in Jesus and let Jesus live in you. In you. Let the Spirit be living in you. Let it, let it be alive. You know what? I just feel like I sing in a song. It's from my church. I love it. Can I sing? <laughs> oh my God, I never done that before. I should be a pastor, don't you think? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, hopefully my voice will work out. Jesus will be your guide. Continually he'll satisfy your hope. Your heart in times, in times of drought, and your Never fails. Who's won? 
Iman, sorry, messed up. It's the devil. I'm preaching a lot tonight. Okay, I'm going to give it now to Griselda. I love you all. All of you, my sisters and brothers in Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus.